Good morning. You're listening to Morning Musings on Divine Mercy Radio with Matthew Hogan. And now, here's Matthew. Good morning, everyone. Welcome back to Morning Musings. And today, I'm going to start something that's a little special. I got to go out and visit Hoxie, the St. Francis Cabrini Church, which is celebrating its 75th anniversary this year, and got to talk to some of the people who helped actually found the church back when it originally started, and got to hear a bunch of personal stories from both current parishioners, people who helped put the church together, and everything else. It was an amazing experience, a fantastic journey, and I cannot wait to share with all of you. And today is step one, and so I, without further ado, will introduce you to session one out at Hoxie. Okay, so would you mind introducing yourself to everyone? I'm Joanne Emmerich. I'm a member of St. Francis Cabrini Parish in Hoxie, and I do live in Hoxie. I'm a retired American government and American history teacher. I'm a native of uh, Sacred Heart Parish in Nest City, Yeah. and I've lived in Hoxie since my marriage over 40 years ago. In, in the parish here, I have been a catechism teacher. Mm-hmm. I have lectured. I still do. I have been a Eucharistic minister. So you've been active. I've been active in this parish. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I heard uh, about there also being the women's group that does things for funerals and stuff. Have you ever done anything with them? I have. Of course, we're all part of the Women's Altar Society. Yeah. But um, all of us help when there is a funeral dinner or a major event. Mm-hmm. We have a fall festival that is uh, takes place out in the Hoxie 4-H building. We all contribute to that. There's shifts at which we work. And if we're not on to work, we will bring a cake for the cakewalk, a dessert for the dinner, <laughs> or do something like that. We're all involved. Yeah. Funeral dinners, you know, we pride ourselves on offering that to families. Mm-hmm. And I have, we have three women's committees and and, uh, they're large women's committees. So like for this coming funeral, it'll be committee one, Mm -hmm. this next funeral committee two and three, we we rotate that through and being on a committee, several of the ladies on the committee and usually the chairperson will be in the kitchen and coordinate things. Mm -hmm. Like for us, we use the rest of us. If we don't help with the funeral dinner, we'll get a call. They'll say, would you like to do a dessert or a salad? Mm-hmm. And we go, yes, I'll do the dessert or yes, I'll do the salad. And we bring it. It's a wonderful response. I think we take pride in offering those services to families. Yeah. Because, and like, this is a relatively small community. It is. So why do you think the church works together with the local community to help, like, make it stronger? Well, our our church community... Um, you know, has open arms. We reach out to anyone who would love to join us. The the fall festival we do, that raises, honestly, a lot of money. Mm-hmm. The money doesn't stay just in our parish. We give donations to other community organizations from what we make. Yeah. We might give money to DSNWK, the Development, Developmental Services of Northwest Kansas, uh, which has uh, uh, an office here in Hoxie. Mm-hmm. It's honestly a place that our children in the community who are developmentally disabled go each day. We give money to other organizations, I believe the food pantry, and that is run by an organization of people from the community here. If anyone can't afford a food, can't afford a meal, 
if anyone is down on their luck and really needs help, they may go to the food pantry and take what they need to get them through the rough spot. Yeah. So those are just two of the numerous organizations that, that uh, St. Francis Altar Society gives money to. Uh -huh. So in that way, you know, we're, I believe we're helping the parish a lot. One of our parishioners, and this is not tied to our church, but one of our parishioners, Marty Kressler, started an organization, a, uh, a nonprofit organization uh -huh. called the Sheridan County Benefit Walk. I know. I talked to her actually recently oh, about that. I'm so glad because this is the benefit to this community is unbelievable. Uh -huh. uh, and we have parish members on that board as well as uh, people from other faiths. For us, my husband's hip broke a couple of years ago broke in two places. Uh -huh. He was hospitalized for quite a while. And here comes a member of the board to our house, hands us an envelope and says, I hope he's doing better. And in that envelope was cash. That has been <laughs> given to an amazing amount of people and families in this community. You don't ask for it. The word just seems to get around that this family might need help. Uh -huh. And here is a member of the Benefit Walk with help. And, and that, again, was started by one of our, our parishioners. It was so proud of her. So maybe to shift gears yep. just a little bit. So you mentioned being an American government, American mm -hmm. history teacher, and that was just at the high school here? I taught for 31 years. 31 years. My first wow. uh, teaching job was at Golden Plains Junior High and High School at Rexford, Kansas. Mm -hmm. And I was at Lenora Junior High for four years at Quinter Junior High and High School for eight years, and then at Hoxie High School for 14. Mm -hmm. So I started teaching in the fall of 1973. I retired in 2005. Yeah. We did a lot of reach out to the community, <laughs> you know, for, with what the students did. We did numerous projects, just a lot of things that brought the community in. And then my students would actually come to our altar society meetings yeah. here and they would present the, the programs that they, they were getting ready for National History Day. Hmm. And that was always a thrill to be able to you know, come and <laughs> give that to an audience and, and give the audience's reaction before we even went to contest. The parishes, the parish parishioners have been really were really helpful to my students, mm -hmm. and we appreciated that a lot. Yeah. So what was it like working as a Catholic in the public education system all those years? I had really high morals and a strict code of behavior mm -hmm. that I wanted my students to follow. And they just, as I began teaching, they, come to, they came to understand yeah. what it was I expected of them. I would not tolerate bad language. Mm -hmm. uh, I would not tolerate a T-shirt message that was, I thought was inappropriate for the classroom. And my students, I think they responded very, very well. Maybe one of the hardest things for me was as a government teacher when we studied the Constitution. And the question always came up about the right to life. And to put my opinion, which was total support of the right to life, to put it into my teaching, I did not do that. But I would ask them questions like, do, because a lot of my students were pro-abortion. And I would say, is there not a point in time? Think about it. Is there not a point in time when a person's individual rights crosses the line? Uh -huh. Think about that. Does Roe versus Wade, and that's when it was still in effect, does that cross the line? And really quite frequently, most years I'd have the students say, what do you think? 
I never wanted to influence them. I wanted to be an example. But I would say I am 100% pro right to life. Those are my beliefs. That is my faith. And yeah. we would go on. And I never put a student down for their beliefs. But I think inside I prayed <laughs> that maybe, you know, they would change their minds. Mm -hmm. So. And the best way to do that isn't to try and force them. It's oh, no. Walk with them. You have to walk. You have to walk beside them, understand what they're saying. I always prided myself that my classroom gave them the opportunity to say what they felt without being condemned. We always had great discussions, mm -hmm. uh, two-sided discussions on, on all topics. But uh, the hardest for me was when moral questions came out and I wanted to interject my thoughts very boldly. But as a public school teacher, I could not and I did not, but yet when asked, you know, I tried to divert all the discussion toward what I felt the Lord wanted us to do. We will now return to the Sunrise Morning Show 